talk the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, on WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF and Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Oh, uh, yo, well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 1010. And Mike Rayley here, along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. Uh, we're joined uh, this morning by Brother uh, Gerald Adams, who is is with us um, for uh, another hour. I think uh, you're gonna you're gonna stay with us another hour. Yep. Dan, you go stay you, with us unless you run me out before. Dan then. Stern is with us from the uh, botanical gardens. Oh, I'm gonna run you out. Why have you got got him handcuffed? Who? Gerald. Gerald handcuffed. <laughs> he won't run away. Oh, because well. <laughs> he's so valuable. That's why. Uh, Dan Stern is with us from the Botanical Gardens in Chapel Hill. He's in charge of horticulture there, and a big sale is coming up. Their annual fall sale next week. I, uh, the montage that uh, we play every week. Charlie Gaddy always. I hear all these great voices. People who have worked here, and uh, Charlie turned ninety years old yesterday. Oh, good heavens! Saw that on TV, and he. 
he told a story about Ask Your Neighbor. He was the first host of Ask Your Neighbor uh, in the mid-60s, which was a helpful hint uh, recipe-type show. And he said he and, and the program director decided that when he started doing the show, we just wouldn't use a delay system. And at uh, seven, ten seconds delay, uh, because people in North Carolina are so nice. So he was rolling along a couple of years, and uh, they got into a call about uh, from a lady who said she was having this darnest problem with woodpeckers banging on the on uh, the trees and the house and and everything else around there. It was driving her crazy. And you know, do the neighbors have any solutions to this? He. Charlie said a guy from Harnett County called up, and he says, Charlie, uh, I'll tell you what you what you do. You blank, 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 and blank, blank, blank. <laughs> Those woodpeckers. Yeah. So Charlie and the program director decided it was time to get a, a delay yeah. for, for that. But uh, I, I, was the last, I was the last person uh, to do Ask Your Neighbor. I ran it into the ground, obviously. And <laughs> by eight, by nineteen eighty nine, it was it was never more. Quote the Raven, but uh, some very distinct. Charlie was started it, followed by Bart Rittner, Mario O'Dell, and little old me. So that uh, that was quite a show, but a lot of fun. And this show is very much like it. Uh, we even discuss food sometimes, like nabs and. <laughs> and pawpaws and I have pawpaw recipes like we did a few weeks ago so dan uh do you and see kale. what you have have rolled into this morning yeah i'm afraid i might have to stay a little late I since wish i got you... here late no 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 <laughs> no gosh it's you know come as you go it's like it's like an open house is the is the pawpaw the one where you have to throw out the rotten meat to attract the fly to pollinate Ah, uh, they do yeah. have those flowers. Do carrying flies yeah, or something that's right. like they're, that? They're fly well, that sounds very appetizing. Yeah. I was, the reason I say I had somebody inquire when I was at Campbell Road asking about that, and I'm like, "Well, I had never grown them, so I did a little research." I'm like, "That's the craziest thing I've ever heard." Tell describe them. that again. Yeah. What, what? Well, the there's it's particular the insects that will pollinate them, <clears throat> and their fly that's attracted to rotten meat is one of those right. that will do it. So people will take like old hamburger and throw out around the trees because sooner or later that will attract a fly and now they've got the fly there that can that's pollinate all, the fruit. All, that's not all it will attract. I know, I was about to say, who would want to do that? But that seems to be a not so crazy, I mean a fairly common practice. Isn't there a less organic way of doing it? Them for some time, so I don't know. I thought it was kind of odd, but I reported back to the customer and I didn't hear back from them, but they'd had the trees for a number of years and weren't getting any fruit. Because oh, the right. coyotes came into the yard. And they had the different, they didn't have all of one, you know, yeah. male or female in that oh, situation. Yeah. So they had went through that as a possibility. Did you say you had pawpaws at the botanical garden? We do, we do. We're not selling hamburger with it. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> bring well it do, you need, do you need two? Uh, you need two different individuals. So it's not boys and girls, but they can't pollinate themselves. So you've got to have like two different individuals that can pollinate uh -huh. one another. Genetically different. Hmm. Well, this guy just going to bring me one. That won't work, then. Will yeah. it? No, no, you've got to have to have another donor. You we'll know, have that's to, the... and somewhere to throw out the meat. 
Yeah, yeah I, I want to see that, Rufus. Uh, prime, prime uh, AIDS beef I've been only. To figure out what to do with that possum meat. <laughs> Somebody just told me recently that the pawpaw, that's like the largest <clears throat> fruit of any native North American mm-hmm. tree. Yes. I've read that too. The big as a, like, big, as big as a mango. Wow. I don't even know what they taste like. They taste like um, ban- kind of like banana. banana. Yeah, that's why I've always heard bananas. Mm-hmm. You can make a banana sandwich, sort of out of it. Oh, I love uh, peanut butter, mayo, and banana. Oh, I think Elvis liked the the banana. Are we going to get like into fried, the, the get what it? type of mayo yeah. again? Or are you being no, political no, and just saying no. mayo? No, he yeah. grew up on Miracle Whip, so it doesn't matter. Ah, right, but, <laughs> I, I, my mother <clears throat> thought it was it was cheaper. And I learned later, though, what good mayo is. It starts yeah. with D-U-K-E. The Dukes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Folks up in Richmond. But I wonder what, what Miracle Whip tastes like now. Should I even try again? I don't know. Uh, it beats me. I don't know. If that. you I want think to go I've back to your time. youth, I guess it's okay. <clears throat> I thought it was kind of sweet compared to, to the mayonnaise. It's missing the tang. Yeah. So you, yeah, Dukes. Some people use Hellman's, but. Now, that's real Yankee. Above the Mason-Dixon line, that's all I'm going to say. And I don't think we can mention any of that on the air. <laughs> you you mentioned off the air, Dan, a uh, a lady who lived to 113. Yeah, this is a character from my childhood. She uh, grew up uh, in New Bern, uh, Miss Charity Sims. <clears throat> and we were talking when the interview – she was interviewed by the local paper when she turned 100, and the uh, um, paper asked her, what do you attribute your long life to? And she had a real great answer. She was she said, a pound of bacon a day, pot liquor, and no men. <laughs> <laughs> and no particular by. order. <laughs> then it, did, did she specify pot liquor from – Turnip salad or butter beans or I think it's got to be um, collard greens. Collard Give green me. pot liquor. Yeah. <laughs> that pound of bacon intrigues me. That's about what you get on those sandwiches at Merritt's over at Chapel Hill. That's you know, right. I was I was thinking about going over there today and get one, but uh, it wouldn't be a good day for traffic in there, my friend. Well, that's true. That's true. But you know, you got to call ahead now anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you? you? Yes, you got You have to call ahead and order on on the phone. Yeah, that's that's the way they're doing it. And, oh, uh, they're trying to keep people out. Well, you can do that. You can get some of your people to do that, can't you? Yeah, I'll have my people call their people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way Sweet Melissa and I do it, and it, it takes 30, 45 minutes. So we, when we before we leave the house, we, we call, and, and by the time we get to Merritt's, we, uh, it's ready. Usually. They won't let you in the building. That's right. You can still you can, you can still go in outside. to get the order. I think you can go in and get you the just order can't now. Give the order in there. Yeah, they used to bring it. Um, last year they were bringing it out to you. Yeah. I mean, you still got to have a merits fix occasionally. So. All right. Well, William is in Cary. William, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing this fine morning? William, the air traffic controller. See, we got we got characters all over the place. William, are, are you still? Uh, are you? What was that? Are you at? Are you at Beaufort? I'm in Cary. This whole two months, we're out here aerating, receiving yards. So I'll be up here for two months until we get done with this season. Did uh, you always got a sideline? You always got exactly. a sideline business. Are you yeah. st- so you're not uh, air traffic controlling in in Newburn? 
Yep, I got to go back Thursday and work Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, you're supposed to be retired. You just retire from one thing and start something else? And jump right into something else, yeah. I, yeah. I kind of missed working with airplanes. So I'm back into I bet so. Did, <laughs> did you hear our discussion of the liquid air rating? Uh, no, I didn't hear that. Uh-uh. Yeah, I mean, you can buy it. I mean, there, you can buy it by the gallon on uh, online, but... Uh, we we decided that it was it was more like making compost tea that has uh, bacteria different types of bacteria in it, and I don't know that it, I mean it, I don't know why they call it aeration, but huh. I, I haven't heard that one. You know, I heard the hydro seeding and everything, but I never heard certification. Yeah, well, and, and I don't know how good it's going to do in this compact clay soil because it's hard as a rock. Yeah. So dry to the bone. Sure is. Uh, very dry, so people are uh, – boy, if you got a – if you got some type of uh, watering system in your landscape, you're you're very lucky. Yeah, yeah, it makes a difference. They can post out irrigation. I was, I was hearing Rufus talking about apple butter this morning. I want to tell you, my, my aunt still makes homemade molasses. Wow. Now, what they, what they, describe the process for that. Well, I – we go up every fall. They do it like late November, and they they cut they grow their uh, sugar cane, and they got this grist meal like they they grind it all down, and heat it. They boil it up and cook it, and they got a mule, and he still got a mule. He hooks that grist meal to, to grind that sugar cane up. Walks around the circle. Walks around the circle. Yeah. Yeah, we we had some of that when I grew up in Boone. Yeah, so we, I look forward to every year going up there helping them because I get like three or four jars of uh, molasses. I have some biscuits and butter and molasses. In them. Ooh, wow. Well, you got to make sure you don't get your hand caught in the crusher there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the big thing. Or, or don't get behind the mule. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's hard not to do but I, it, uh, if you're plowing, but I guess if you're – you're doing that i've never experienced i've seen it the only time i've ever seen it was in the movie sergeant york yeah 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 up, that's when they're up in the hills of west virginia doing it. right so yeah any uh anything going on other than the aeration this morning no we just had air right now son gerald i forgot to get my tomatoes so i'm gonna see him early in the spring i got so busy i forgot to get over to his house to get to get my tomatoes in the ground this summer Get in touch with me. I'll be ready around March the 25th or so with plants yeah, ready yeah. to go, and I'm even going up a little bit more what I did last year. Tell me, William, you had mentioned a while back I was down at my place in Emerald a couple of weeks ago, and I got ready to call you, but you had found another restaurant in Beaufort to your liking, and I couldn't remember the name of it, and, you know, I'm always looking somewhere good to eat. I, I, <laughs> well, uh, I can hit you up, Will, girl, girl, Floyd's 1929. And uh, they just opened up. Um, uh, we go we go to Front Street all the time while we're in Beaufort, and Floyd's is in uh, Moorhead City. Okay. And then uh, we found another one over in Moorhead City called Off the Hook. Okay. Um, the food is. Amazing. I think I've I think I've been in Off the Hook before. Yeah. Off is the that hook. near the marina? <clears throat> it's no. Well, it's right across from Southern Salt. Yeah. Um, oh. Okay. Goes to Southern Salt a lot. And uh, they opened up a new one there called Catch Twenty Two. It's right across from the uh, right across from the marina. That's pretty good. Mm. I'll but, keep uh, that in mind for my next trip down. Wait, has some fried shrimp right now. Oh, went up to Newburn uh, last week, and uh, we found one. Uh, 
trying to think. We, persimmons. We like persimmons on the water. But uh, it, uh, there's another one up there called MJ's that's got really good seafood. Okay. And that's where all the locals go. So if you follow the locals, you can't go wrong. What's the name of that again? MJ's. Yeah. MJ's? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Downtown okay. Newburn. Downtown Newburn. Uh, Dan, are you familiar with that uh, <laughs> that place? No, I recognize some of those names from Beaufort, but yeah. not up in Newburn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we hit all the places in Beaufort and Moorhead, so we started uh, hitting Newburn now. <laughs> Dan, I told you we'd start talking about food <clears throat> well, at some point. I, I mostly dine from Swansboro to Beaufort, so anywhere in between yeah. there is fair game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like Swansboro, too, and uh, and it's nice now, but, but the bad part is all the restaurants closing early because all the tourists are gone. Yeah. Oh, hmm. yeah. Well, William, I'll uh, t- we'll talk to you later. Come on by anytime. Well, I, <laughs> I think, I think William's, William was just flushed. That sounds looked like liquid aeration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might look into that liquid aeration. I just put it on my sprayer and it's right around the spray yards. Then instead have to pull behind his machine. Yeah, oh, I, I don't think that's going to work. I think you're still going to have to get out there and pull. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, thank you, guys. Y'all have a great weekend. I'll uh, tune in to you next weekend. All right. Thank thanks you, very William. much, William. See Bye. you, guys. Just uh, noticed on my phone that uh, Weekend Gardener Hour 2 for today has popped up. If you follow us on, uh, if you're getting a chance to listen live, you can listen to the podcast. Each hour of the show is um, is on Apple, if you have uh, an Apple phone, or Google, or various uh, podcasts uh, systems of Podbeam is what popped up on on mine here to to let me know that was ready, and you can um, you can also listen at uh, our website wptf.com or something like TuneIn Radio is is good uh, from anywhere in the country and um, so or, or over the air at uh, six eighty WPTF or ninety eight point five. FM in the Raleigh area. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. It's 1025. You're listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on uh, ten twenty-eight. Uh, coming news coming up. You know, heat is tough on your automobile. Everybody, everybody, it's tough on everybody. Yeah. So your battery, especially, just kind of fades away in the heat. And uh, if you'd like to to get that checked and to make sure that that you know what's going on with your battery, go to King's Auto Service in downtown Raleigh. And your AC, hope it's been working. You've got to take care of it. You've you've got to one thing, got to run it year round if possible through the defroster or wherever, so it keeps it lubricated. But get the folks at King's Auto to check on that. Uh, you can get a little fall checkup, make sure everything's working, like uh, your hoses, belts, tires, uh, general engine cooling system. Uh, and if you have a electric vehicle, like a or at least a hybrid Toyota Prius as one of them you they have certified hybrid technicians at king's they're ready to diagnose give you available options on high voltage battery pack replacement which will eventually happen uh, 
Call Kings on Monday. Schedule a courtesy battery analysis. Kings Auto Service and Kings Correct Lube. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. Kings Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. This is WPTF in Raleigh. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with uh, the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston and uh, Gerald Adams uh, from uh, the NC State Centennial Campus and uh, also Dan Stern who is with us from uh, the uh, Botan- North Carolina Botanical Gardens. Uh, got an email here from uh, Vicki, and she says, thank you for the good seafood suggestions over the air just now. Can you mention a few in Swatsboro? <laughs> 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 you know, I, I, I feel so inadequate sometimes. You know, they used to be a great, used to be a great Italian restaurant there, very small one. <laughs> the floor fell in on the place, and they closed it up. Oh. But, gosh. I mean, it was a real hole in the wall, but that was—I mean, it was an Italian gentleman who owned it, and that was—that was the best Italian food. I mean, it was like Little Italy stuff, like uh, Umberto's and Little Italy. But uh, Gerald, uh, you're familiar with Swansboro. You mentioned it. Well, you... the good ones are gone. Captain Charlie's used to be a favorite of ours. Oh, is Captain Charlie's gone? Charlie. Yeah, that's been that's been gone. You know, Mrs. Captain Charlie used to call Bart Rittner occasionally yeah. at at night uh, on his talk show here back in the seventies. They uh, and it was a good restaurant or was back in the day, seafood and all. But they were pretty famous for their prime rib. Mm-hmm. And the reason I remember it, they had a, a regular cut and a queen cut. And my daughter, Jade, when she was about five, said, I want the prime rib, the queen cut. <laughs> oh. And it tickled the waitress and all. I bet so. She knew that to, to ask for, but we used to go there regularly, and I'm sorry to see them go. And I can't answer the question. There's a place to the left now that they've – most everything in the last five years, the names have changed down there. There are different people running. I think COVID knocked out a couple of them. But right. I ate earlier this summer, in fact, uh, the 4th of July weekend, um, and I'll have to look, I'll have to call back. I don't remember the name. But yeah, it, was where, it was what had been a long-time place right there on the water. Right, that had changed names, but it was it was really good. Something like the Ice House or something. Well, used to it's, be. it's where the Ice House used to be. Okay, uh, is the there's the the place right in front of where the Ice House used to be, uh, which was which was really good. Yeah, but yeah, we were sorry to see Captain Charlie's go, yes. and we lost the other seafood restaurant. There used to be a good one right as you went over. I mean, a Italian restaurant right as you went over at Emerald. That's fell by the wayside. Oh, that's too bad. Well, William, if you if you're still listening, call us back and tell us some. Crab Shack and- is pretty good up at uh, Salter Path. Yeah, that, that's been that, there a long. That's time. been there. That's been there uh, at least for, forty years for a long time, and it's still the food there is still good. I ate there mm-hmm. here two yeah. or three weeks ago. Yeah. All right. Uh, if if we if anybody if anybody can list a uh, give us a recommendation for a restaurant in Swansboro, you have uh, twenty two minutes to call nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. And uh, Dan, tell us uh, again what's going on at 
the North Carolina Botanical Gardens coming up next week. Yeah, next Saturday we've got uh, our uh, big fall plant sale. It's from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, we'll have uh, 175 different varieties of uh, southeastern native plants, uh, wildflowers, shrubs, and trees to pick from. Uh, a lot of great stuff to add to your yard, um, you know, attract pollinators, mm-hmm. uh, feed the caterpillars, feed the birds. <laughs> yeah, Very good. Yeah, I've been Jerusalem artichoke. Mm-hmm. I love the bloom on that thing in the fall. And somebody helped me one day saw stalks. I'd cut them off down about a foot tall. He thought they were to be pulled up, pulled up every one of them. <laughs> Oops. Jerusalem artichokes, uh, Gerald? Uh Spread like the ever-loving Dickens. So if you ever put them in the ground somewhere, you either know that you're going to have a lot of them or fix somewhere or another that you can slow down the rhizome spreading under I I had that that happen, but it was in a place that was very appropriate. But he pulled all the stalks up. Well, he must have been fastidious if he pulled all of them up. Oh, man. And I love that it had to fall bloom that lasted longer than anything I've seen bloom in the fall of the year. Magnificent, about eight feet tall. You have any uh, Mexican? I mean, uh, uh, Jerusalem artichokes? No, there? we don't. But I would recommend if you're, you know, if you like the look of that plant, uh, swamp sunflower. Uh, it's a yeah, southeastern very native, similar looking really one. vigorous, um, beautiful. Yep, got got some starting, of that. Yeah, just starting to flower now. You yeah. got some bottom land on your property, don't you, yeah. Rufus? Sure I don't do. know if you consider that swamp, but yeah, pretty good oh, drainage. Okay. Yeah. The boro came to me all of a sudden. The Boro. That's the restaurant in Swansboro, front of where Ice House used to be. Oh, okay. B-O-R-O. Got a yeah. nice outside. Jonna's used area. to be a hamburger joint there. I guess that's still there. Isn't that one at Jonna? You get milkshakes and hamburgers and hot dogs and stuff right on the main drag. So. Maybe. <laughs> Randy is in Fuquay, Verena. Randy? Good morning, folks. How are you doing? Pretty good, thank you. Well, good. I have a funny story and the gardening question, if I could. Oh, sure. I've been listening to 680 since uh, faithfully since 1998, first year I got married, and it was around the time of the the uh, congressional election that year I started listening intently. So I've gotten familiar with all your uh, advertisers and so forth. So that's the that's the intro to the story, the prologue. Uh, last uh, last couple of weeks, my wife unfortunately developed Bell's palsy. And so I've been, you know, my heart's been aching for her and mm-hmm. what she's going through. And I was passing through the living room, passed by her, and that phrase, Bell's palsy, popped in my mind. And then subconsciously found myself walking away whistling the Bell's carpet theme song. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, come on, Randy. <laughs> well, now listen, that's not the punchline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the most ironic thing ever in my life then happened. Before I even finished whistling the end of the the ring of quality. <laughs> My brother texted me in that moment and said, hey, you know, 680 still plays that Bell's Carpet, the ring of quality commercial. <laughs> the same no one. Way. The same <laughs> one that uh, has been edited. I don't know how many times that thing had been edited. We got it from uh, from the old kicks, the old 850 kicks, uh, almost that? 50 years ago. Well, um, in that case, it's quite possible that my dad played that spot because he worked for kick back in the uh early 70s Harry hayes oh yeah sure how about that yo i bet, <laughs> I bet he did 
no doubt. Golly, isn't that funny? I mean, there's synergy all over the place. <laughs> Bell's carpets. Yeah, there's radio in our blood for sure. Well, I guess we've done a good job of selling, Randy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Randy, I, I hope that your wife survived Bell's palsy. Um, I have a lot of friends that have had it. And Joe Mavretic one time, uh, who was former Speaker of the House, he had it and got over it. And I had something very much akin to it called Guillain-Barre syndrome, right. which Im- impacted the whole body. And I, I assume that your wife, hope your wife got better. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she will. Yes, I believe the hand of the Lord is on her and already already proven that. So Wonderful. She's made progress already. I am so glad. Great. But uh, that, that is the, the weirdest story I've ever heard on this station, Randy, i got to tell you. But I, I do have a gardening question. Okay. Um, if I could make it quick. So oh, take, take your time. We just planted a gardenia in the spring when we refreshed some of our lawn ornamentals and stuff. Uh, it looked beautiful all summer, growing green, getting bigger, probably increased by three times its original size, and then suddenly parts of it started dying just this past week, and I examined it and found what I believe I've identified as Japanese wax scale. looks like barnacles growing on the stems. So any advice you'd have for me to save that plant, I'd appreciate it. And actually, I can just hang up and listen. Okay, Randy. Thank you so much. Our best to your wife, and thanks so much for listening. Bless y'all. Thank you. Yes, sir. Well, uh, neem oil or fine horticulture oil, which is very similar to it, will work pretty good on that. The The issue with it most of the time is you rarely can you spray something one time and that solve the problem. So you, you're going to have to repetitively do it and keep an eye on it really for the next year or so. Uh, also with the gardenias too, it would help. They are a little bit heavier nitrogen feeders than many other shrubs. Uh, so this fall, as it starts to ease up, maybe in the next two or three weeks temperature-wise, not a bad idea to come in and put a slow-release fertilizer around it as well. Uh, you, you quite often will see them, the leaves starting to yellow up some on them, and it's not always from stress, but sometimes from a, a nitrogen deficiency. I've even put liquid iron on them before. Dan, jump anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, I think Gerald's uh, spot on with multiple applications of neem oil. Um, it's all about timing with scale insects. You know, there's a narrow window where you can do something before they get too permanently attached. Yeah, and be sure to spray under the leaves, the under part of the leaves too. Now, Rufus and I, t- speaking of weird stories, <laughs> Rufus, Rufus had a, uh, you gave a cutting or of a uh, gardenia last week, didn't you? Yes. To I, uh, to a gentleman, a listener, and so Rufus promised he would bring it. We were on remote at uh, the auto show out in front of uh, the Coliseum downtown, the Civic Center, and Rufus mentioned it. It was the first time he mentioned it. He said, he said you, you have a, a gardenia cutting for, for a listener or so-and-so, and Right in front on Salisbury Street, this car drives up. That's him. <laughs> oh, yes. And they park in front of the place, and uh, he's, he's on with us for the next five minutes. But that was the weirdest thing. It, it certainly was. I said, if you come, come on down here now. Here he, here he went. Right and all of a sudden, there's a guy waving, and his wife yeah. waving at us. He was a fine gentleman. <laughs> And he was so tickled about getting those gardenia. Oh, he wanted an old-fashioned gardenia. Yeah, right. And by the way, they are awfully bad to get that white fly on the back of yeah. mm-hmm. the leaves. And that 
<clears throat> horticultural oil is what I really load them up with. Do y'all use neem, a lot of things? Do y'all use organic stuff? How do you control white flies and all of that at, yeah, at the botanical garden? Most of, you know, where, where we use it is mostly in our greenhouse and in our nursery area where stuff is really like packed in tight, not yeah. a lot of air circulation. Once we get it out in the landscape, um, you know, we treat the really bad infestations. Uh-huh. Um, you know, most of the things that are attacking trees and the shrubs, you know, that have a hard time bouncing back. Um, we don't use a whole lot of it in the uh, herbaceous layer. Yeah. Okay. Well, that certainly was makes it a sense. Chuck Hayes? Do you know when you say an old fact, great big, huge double bloom, good gardenia, Rufus? <clears throat> I know that. I know that that particular gardenia bush is over seventy years old because I I asked the the lady that lives beside me who grew up that house too, and I it doesn't have double blooms, no, but it's a it's a larger bloom than the newer gardenias, mm-hmm. so it might be a Chuck Hayes. Well, the reason I say the, the Chuck Hayes has long been used for the bloom and the newer ones, it was less cold-hardy and sometimes more difficult to get established. And a lot of the newer ones now, it's the, one of the parents uh, right. trying to get that same bloom. Uh, Crown Jewel is one of the parents of that. Uh, the What was the Prince Charles, which uh, they've changed the name, I think they changed the name of that one again. It's one of the parents of that. Uh, my mother-in-law has a huge one at the end of her her house well, that, there. When it blooms, I've noticed over the years, you can almost see a little hint of a yellowish color in, in the in the white. Mm-hmm. Would that help identify anything for you? Uh, maybe, but I you could see one of the blooms. If it's in North Carolina and been here that long, there's a very good chance that yeah. that's probably. That, and it makes a huge, very large plant. I remember that, that years. Charles, is, you, you and I have one. That Prince Charles. I think Nelson's yeah, gay, yeah Nelson a guy from, from Siler City developed. And I think that now <clears throat> his chime, let me find out right That's quick. a dwarf variety. That's a dwarf variety that's, well, not as dwarf as Crown Jewel, probably will get four, maybe four and a half foot tall, but it's the one that blooms all summer. It doesn't abort right. the blooms in the yeah. heat like almost every other. Yes, as its mm. biggest claim to fame, and I'll, before we get off the air, I'll tell you because I think they've changed the name. I haven't talked to Phil to know why there was a name change. I don't know if the Prince Charles had something to do with that right. or not. I don't know, but uh, he wanted a cut. <laughs> but I was looking at a catalog not long ago where you buy starter plants from, yeah. and noticed it had it in there under <clears throat> a different name. I remember years ago, a guy, I mean, just how my mind works. I remember a guy years ago called and said that uh, this was in December, and he says there is a Chuck Hayes uh, gardenia blooming at the rest stop, the last rest stop for you on 40 before you get to 95, which was pretty incredible. Steady as she goes is what Prince Charles is called now. They've changed the name from Prince Charles to steady as she goes. Maybe I can get the explanation out of that from Phil, but it's if you see steady as she goes, Prince Charles is the same. He must have gotten into some Dutch there about uh, the naming rights. Well, I had heard a landscaper tell me all one summer, I see this nursery up there uh, close to Siler City, and the gardenia has been blooming all summer. And I said, well, I can't say on there what I said when he told me that, but I I was skeptical, put it like that. And then finally I carried myself up there, and lo and behold, it was. And I got pictures in August of it in full bloom. 
90 some degree heat so, so now we, we on a steady started, as she goes started risk, selling risk. it at the nursery after mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i must say mine hasn't done that all right we'll uh we'll talk to rose Rhodes, who's uh written an interesting book about um, propagation propagation mm-hmm. coming up on wptf and our waning moments more coming up it's ten fifty. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're uh, back on WPTF for just a few minutes. Mike Riley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. Uh, Dan Stern is uh, the head uh, of horticulture at the North Carolina Botanical Gardens, where they are having a a great sale next week, and you can join and, and you can participate even more. That's uh, right. Dan? Yeah. So the plant sale uh, is next Friday, the twenty fourth, um, from four to seven thirty in the evening. Uh, that's the best crack at you know getting the uh, what's on our plant list. Uh, oh, we've got one hundred and seventy five different species. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people can join. You know, when you come on Friday night or come on Saturday, nine to three p.m. Very good. And he said one of my favorite fall blooming bulbs, Lycoris. Did you still have those, Dan? Uh, we don't have them right now, Rufus. We dig those when they start to go dormant, so we'll have those available um, probably May and June of next year. A lot of uh, native plants. So do you have a sale fall and spring? Those are big events. We also have yeah. a daily plant sale. It's open from March um, through the beginning of December. Uh, it's a smaller selection, um, but it's open every day that we are. That's Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, Melissa and I, we, we were uh, we've talked about merits. Merits... Uh, it, you know, it's it's a popular place, and we had to call call ahead as you have to do now, and it it took a long time, and and we got over Chapel Hill faster than we thought we would, so we uh, still had a while to go to Merritt's to get get pick up the sandwiches, so we went to the botanical gardens and and walked through and sat, and we bought some iris there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That that was that was on one of the uh, in June, I believe, and one of the. That that cool weekend, relatively cool fall-like weekend or spring-like weekend. So it just, it's just a marvelous place. It really is. Rose Rhodes is with <clears throat> us. Uh, Rose is is from Princeton, North Carolina, just down the road, um, kind of the Johnston Wayne County area there. And uh, Rose, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? <clears throat> great. Hey, uh, I got you. Uh, while we got a caller on here, Ann's birthday is Monday. <laughs> and why don't we why don't we sing happy birthday to Ann? How's Let's that? do it. All right. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ann. Happy birthday to you. Okay. All right. All right. Thank happy birthday. You. Thank you. So, Rosa, what's on your mind? Well, I wanted to tell you about my name tree since you were talking advertising names. Yeah. You can, it's for human consumption, too, instead of we, uh, insect. I had uh, ulcerative colitis. Yes, ma'am. And I met a doctor from Chapel Hill, and he was a chemist. Mm-hmm. And he introduced me to the neem, and I made tea out of the neem leaves, and in two months, I didn't have the colitis. Wow. So I've been growing a neem tree for about 
15 or 20 years. Are you all familiar with neem trees? Rufus looks puzzled. I'm you puzzled. don't have one, I guess. Well, they do not. They're not. We're on the same latitude as India. It's from India. But they will not survive here. I planted a lot in my landscape, but they die in the winter. Oh, okay. So I keep it in the uh, sunroom. So you take, you take cuttings from it? Oh, I air layer it. Okay. And that's how I can get cuttings from that. But it's a wonderful plant, and it has bloomed, but it never had a seed because I don't think the right thing propagated it. <laughs> oh, I got you. Okay. And Are you all familiar with, with the neem trees? I've never, I've never grown one. Oh, okay. But well, I have got two greenhouses. Yeah. Oh, well, it's something to add to it. But it sounds sure, like those a... leaves certainly cured my stomach. How about that? <laughs> but then I wanted to tell you what I did yesterday, in case you're interested. Sure. Well, uh, just give us a start at about 7 o'clock. Where did you start doing that? <laughs> I probably started about then, and then I give out at lunchtime. Oh. But anyway, okay. I had this cut-leaf nandina, about three by three feet, and it's in the landscape. Well, it doesn't show up unless you just walk right up to it. So I put it in an urn yesterday, and it is just wonderful. I cannot believe how beautiful it is. Mm. Okay. Are you familiar with those? Sure. Gut leaf Nandina, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I got the cutting from the Arboretum. I used to be a friend of the Arboretum. Mm-hmm. Well, how about everything that? Everything I have in my landscape is from there. Very good. So I, I love listening to you, and I just wanted to tell you my story. Well, you're always welcome, Thank Rose. Thanks, Rose. And your your book available on on Amazon. That's right. All right. It is still generating money. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> give us give us a title. I don't know why I don't remember it's the title. Plant Propagation by Rose Rose. Yeah, Plant Propagation. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks. Take Thank care, Rose. For being there. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Well, it's been wonderful. It really had. Dan, I hope you had a, a nice time I've had a blast. with us. Okay. Will you come back? I sure will. I mean, that puts you on, on the spot. I mean, we'd, we'd like to get you on a little more regularly. Yeah, I'd love it. Okay. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, uh, if you don't mind driving from from um, the Chapel Hill area, uh, but uh, Jerry, They're you gonna nice come back or are you? Gonna... Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, website, GeraldineHenrysPlants.com. Yeah, and go to the North Carolina Botanical Gardens. Very easy to to find that and join. And the sale is next week from 9 until 3. That's right. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you there. We'll have lots of staff to be able to help out with recommendations. You got 20 seconds. Rufus, you got anything going on? Keep them growing. <laughs> Keep them That's growing. right. Uh, the man who started this show uh, 70 what years ago, uh, John Harris. Said John, that. Miss um, Ann, yeah. take care. Jason, thank you very much, our producer. And we love you all. Uh, happy birthday, Ann. We'll see you next week. <laughs>